Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello and welcome back, everyone. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. Guess what? <laughs> what? This is episode 200. Oh my God. I I feel like it wasn't that long ago that we recorded our 100th episode. And That's what I was thinking. Honestly, when you said, when you messaged about this um, like topic idea and you're like, oh, it's going to be our 200th episode, like maybe we should do something about like around that. And I was like, I swear we just did the 100 because it was 100 reasons. Uh, okay. The 100 best things about leaving. Mormon. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, didn't we just do that? Like, I'm pretty sure we just did that. <laughs> I'm freaking flies. I'll tell you oh about. my God. I cannot believe 200 episodes. And like Katie mentioned, we just recorded um, an episode for Patreon and Katie was talking about like, that doesn't include the mini episodes that Katie has recorded or Patreon content or bonus episodes, which is wild. <laughs> what? A lot of talking on our podcast. I mean, <laughs> Spotify told us that we create a lot of content. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah, that was that was kind of fun. Our little Spotify wrapped. Like, to- oh, I loved it. It was super <laughs> interesting. With like, I can't believe. Hi, shout out to Finland, number five. Like, yeah, we're who listening- in Finland is listening to us? <laughs> Message because I'm super curious. <laughs> I mean, 39 <laughs> countries. I mean, 39 countries that our voices very- are being heard. Yeah. Um, but before we get into the episode, I have a few Patreon shout-outs. Uh, we have a few new patrons. Um, Richard. Hi, Richard. Welcome to Patreon. Oh, hello, Sir Richard. Welcome. <laughs> and then Circe. Beautiful name, if that's your real name. Love it. Oh, welcome. I love that. Hi, and welcome. I saw that in the emails, and I was like, I first went to Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. Isn't there a Cersei's in Game of uh-huh. Thrones? Yeah, that's what I thought um, too. Very cool. Very cool. And, welcome. And Ruth. Hi, Ruth. Welcome. Ruth. Welcome, Ruth. And last but not least, our patron, Anna, upped their pledge, which, Ooh. oh my goodness, my heart is a flutter. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anna, how generous and kind. Thank you so much for upping your pledge. That is a very, very um, generous and kind. Thank you. Yes. So if you want to get extra content and support the show, uh, keep it keep it running, you can go over to patreon.com slash Mormon. Yes, check it out. And Katie, you said there is how many episodes over there? You mentioned it in the Patreon episode, and I forgot. There's, I think, 185. I mean, some of those posts are, like, photos. We we share, like, personal photos and stuff on there. So some of those are photos, but most of them are either audio or video episodes. That's wild. So if you need a good binge-worthy session, go on over to Patreon, because that's a lot of content for you to just start over and... And a bit more personal content, I'll say. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) A lot of our faces, a lot of time. A lot of it. Uh Um, Well, should we jump into our episode, say? Oh, boy. (laughs) I just, um, we've been doing this for almost five years now, which is mind-blowing. And our friend Jake suggested for our 200th episode that we go back, back in time, and we revisit our very first episode, which was released February 2018. Oh, good Lord. Which, <laughs> uh, Jake, thank you for the yeah. the idea. And this is Jake from Not So Peter Priesthood podcast. Yeah. Um, so go check that out if you haven't already. But when Katie sent me like, oh, Jake suggested this, at first I was like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. And then Five seconds later, I was like, oh, God, no, no, no. That means we have to listen to it again. And I don't know if I'm ready for this. Oh, it is. Y'all, y'all. Well, here's what I did. I went back and I listened to the whole thing and I pulled the clips and I, holy moly, was I cringing and laughing and <laughs> all the things. It's titled Introductions, and Sarah and I just, we did not know what the hell we were doing. Just <laughs> got some microphones. I, I had a gaming headset that I used. 
I didn't even have a, a real microphone. And so it was echoing in my ear as I was talking, which, okay, that's smart. And we just decided to go. We didn't even have introduction music. We didn't have any, like, format idea. We were no, like, if, start talking. It was a complete and utter disaster and hot mess. But hey-ho, that's, you know... It's yes. all part of our growth and progression, right? Uh, mm-hmm. So I pulled some clips and I decided what we'll do is I'll play the clips and then we can react to them because it we can also kind of clarify um, what we were talking about during this episode. If any of you, if, if you haven't gone back and listened and you are curious about why we left the Mormon church and our stories personally, because we do get that question a lot. Like, why did you leave? How did you leave? Mm-hmm can kind of go over that and um just react to our our younger selves Uh, y'all I'm like nervous because when I speak in this I you can hear my fear like you can hear (laughs) how scared I am I'm like my voice is so shaky and I'm just so scared to be like talking about the church so I'm like like I'm feeling that feeling again but you know what we're here we're gonna do it (laughs) We're going to do it because, you know, Katie, you were adorable with that. And then there's me that's just like, hey, man, let me tell you everything. Everyone wants to listen to my voice and me chatting nonstop. So, I mean, not that that's really changed too much in the last five years, but I feel like I've reined it in a little bit more. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this, this first clip is I literally just took it like, Right from the very beginning of the episode. I'm so nervous. This is literally how it starts. There is no music. There is no intro. This is how it starts. Okay. Here we go. Okay. to laugh because I like the audio was so bad Yo, it's so bad. and here's the thing I I took those clips and I tried my damnedest to clean them up like to compress <sighs> them and to make them smoother but oof oof it's rough like that that audio is so bad you guys I, for so all of you listened, like I'm sorry about your ears because I, even re-listening to it now, after attempting to clean it up, it's horrendous. <laughs> so bad. And now all I can think about is Greg's grandma went to listen to our podcast. And she, of course, started on episode one, as you do. And she told me <laughs> I couldn't listen to it. The audio was too bad. And this was after I didn't know she was listening. So I was like, um, thanks, Celestial Jesus, that the audio was bad. Because now I can tell her which episodes to listen to. And yeah. not um, because I don't think she wanted to listen to episode two where I talk about sex before her grand meeting her grandson. So, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe not the best episode. To listen yeah. to. The first episode was an hour and a half long. And the <laughs> second was like an hour and 47 minutes. Oh my God. An hour and 40 minutes. It's, it's so bad. Like, you, you know what? I am very tempted to go back and just, remove them but at the same time it's kind of nice to see how far we've come (laughs) I think you know it's one of those things where we just got to bite the bullet and leave it up there because it is uh, it's part of that growth I wish I could tell everybody to just please don't start on those (laughs) I mean really though like just I think most people who discover us now start with like the recent episodes (laughs) I hope all right, here is the second clip. woman I'm just in the background like yep (laughs) (laughs) yep I am a woman yep 
like I just feel like I like I was just having a huge like rant uh, about I don't even know what am I talking about what am I saying <laughs> you were trying to introduce like we want to talk about um being ex-Mormon from the woman's point of view but yeah <laughs> But then I just went on a whole tangent that, Lord have mercy. Oh, you it gets, there's like embarrassing moments in here, like that we, anyway, we'll get to it, but <laughs> <laughs> let's continue. Oh, boy. at an institute dance. Yes, we talked about how we very first met. So, yeah, we met when Sarah was 18, I was 19, and she moved to Provo from Mm -hmm. Utah from Georgia. Yeah. And she had a friend that had previously moved, um, and I was friends with that friend, and I went to this institute dance and Sarah was there and that's how we met. Uh, Very Mormon. Very, very Mormon. Cause I remember I was like, why do like these Mormons not twerk and like dance? Like all the music's so lame. And you were like, I know. (laughs) Like, okay, we're going to be friends. As if I knew anything. Like I was just the whitest girl that grew up in Utah. For those of you that don't know, Institute is is like the, what would you call it? it it's so seminaries for the teenagers, and then Institute is for the young single adults that are like in college, and it's a, a class that you take that's a yeah. Mormon, you know, Mormon teachings, so. <laughs> it's literally like Katie said, the same as seminary, but just for like age group, like from 18. Yeah, 18 and older, yeah. Yeah, and then you just have these like awful dances. <laughs> just they're just bad. They're just bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and in the first episode, you were like, "All I think of when I think of those dances is when you do the train. Come on, ride the train." But <laughs> 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 it's true. It's true. I'm like I I'm always talking like how much we've grown, but honestly, that's still what I think. It's that same thing. Come on, ride the train. Come on, ride the train. <laughs> ride it on. Oh, come on, ride the train. Oh Lord. Okay, so I haven't grown. That's good to know. Oh, shut up. Yes, you have. <laughs> okay, what's this next clip? I I forgot already what I what I pulled. <laughs> This is amazing. So <laughs> this is so good. It's been like five minutes of our first episode. <laughs> Lord. Okay. I keep saying Lord, but this is not celestial Jesus Lord. This is the one that I've created in my head who's not religious. I oh, say Lord. Lord all the time. Um, this is cracking me up and I kind of want to send this episode because that person now is one of my very close friends. Um, and I completely forgot that I talked about this on the podcast because I probably thought. I, I, I would never be friends with her. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I know who it is. I'm pretty sure. 
Yeah, I can't remember if you met her in Berlin, possibly. So this is Elle. Hi, Elle. Yep. She's like Definitely literally. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, I met her. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay, so you met her. So you met Elle. This is like hilarious to me because I met her at a party at Alistair's party, who's a guest on one of the podcast episodes where we talk about evolution. Um, he was friends or they're still friends. And I met her at that party and she is so funny. She was talking about this guy and uh, yeah. And then we just bonded and she was like, oh, I'm going to go to this Kit Kat club, I believe in Berlin, which is like a sex club basically. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll go. And then we both just were like hitting on each other. And to this day in our friendship, we talk about that. Like how, like, remember that time we both were like hitting on each other. And now we're like basically besties. That's funny. Like I am her daughter's fairy godmother. And yeah. she is my son's, like, you very both, um, Yeah, partners, children, and yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, so funny. Oh, my God, it's cracking me up. Yeah, I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, I totally forgot that she just, she was like, yeah, let's tell the world about that. Let's tell the world about this experience I had thinking that I would never talk to this girl again or be friends with her. And then it's like, oh, hi, Elle. <laughs> So I was just I was just messaging her mother yesterday. So that's great. Uh, okay, let's keep going. Hey, I love that I'm like don't judge me that's a like Mormonism coming through where I was like everyone must be judging me all the time <laughs> like don't judge me and I'm like I'm not judging and then you're like I need sex okay I just need it <laughs> and I love how right from that point I was like yeah but you need it from someone who's nice not a douche canoe <laughs> and, and luckily you found someone who's nice Yay. I did. Oh, bless. Rory, if you ever listen to this, which I hope that you don't, that's your dad. <laughs> Whereas every other one was just, oh, man, what what a night. But I'm so glad you said that in that, that episode, though, because I think up until that point, my self-worth was just, like, completely gone because of the church. And, like, a lot of shit happened in that year that I left. And I was just, like, didn't. Yeah, didn't have enough respect, I think, for myself for a lot of those situations. And then there comes in Katie, bless you, who's like, um, can you just like pick someone who's decent? <laughs> yeah, how about not these assholes? <laughs> yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's continue. <laughs> just don't take the gas sex pill and poor Greg has to deal with it. <laughs> See, because you found a winner that knows everybody farts sometimes. <laughs> like literally the anniversary card I got for him, the outside says couples that fart together stay together. And I thought it was so great. And he was just like, oh, okay. Yep. That's the rest of my life. <laughs> You're like, You're welcome. You get me farts forever. And every time we're out in public, I'm like, oh, that's a big frog. Did you hear that frog? <laughs> Crazy. I remember that. <laughs> when 
I visited you in Berlin, you did that. I still do it, but now I blame it on the baby. And he's like, stop blaming it on our child. (laughs) It's not him. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, let's continue. like a guy I think I talk about in this episode too or maybe it's another one where we talk about dating in the church but there was a guy who literally left my apartment in the middle of dinner because I I told him my dad wasn't a member that's right what a dick yeah Yeah. also I'm sorry listeners there are landscapers outside my window so speaking of bad audio I hope you can't hear that (laughs) well I don't hear it to be fair I don't hear it on my side so I think we're good <laughs> All right, let's continue. And then I was like raised it, but I remember being in primary being like these songs are weird. And then when I was young women, I used to get in fights all the time with the young women leader because she would like have less months of marriage. Like, so raise your hand if you want to get married. And I would never raise my hand. <laughs> and she would I love that. I love that you were like, I remember being in primary and I was like, hey, these songs are fucking weird. I'm like, yes, little Sarah. <laughs> right? Baby Sarah had it right. It, it's it, weird shit. And also, yes, I don't know if, how much of it was me really questioning the church or just being a defiant teenage asshole because, you know, people like your young woman leader being like, who wants to get married in the temple? And me being like, I'm not going to raise my hand because I don't want to be that person. I'm going to be defiant. <laughs> I'm too cool, okay? I don't want to get married in the temple. <laughs> but, I mean, I think you go on in this episode to talk about how you were, because your parents weren't married in the temple because your dad's not Mormon, you always had that in the back of your head, like, well, yeah. why would I need to get married in the temple? You know, like, why mm-hmm. is that required? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And also just because in Georgia, like, a lot of women in the ward that I grew up didn't have husbands who were Mormon. So for me, it was like, ah, you know, it's not the end of the world if you don't marry someone in the temple or if you don't marry a member. Right. It's fine. Yeah. Very different from like a Utah or Idaho Mormon experience. Yeah, definitely. Need to marry an RM in the temple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Let's see what's next. (laughs) Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. It's a sign. Did you like do this thing where you like pray about it? I did, yeah. I did. I prayed about it and I had my picture on the blessing. So, yeah. I would go, oh my god, this is a whole other topic that we should talk about. So, listeners, Mark Harvin's patriarchal blessing is like. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, you're talking about how you prayed and about like the decision to go to both BYU but also like I think in a lot of things like even to go to Berlin you're like yeah but I loved I got I pulled that clip because I loved how you're like okay so listeners who aren't Mormon we could have a whole episode topic about this and I was like oh that's so cute because I know yeah (laughs) because now we literally like we do have a whole episode on that and we could still go back and do quite a few because there's a lot we did not cover in that one episode but it is cute that we're like oh that could be an idea like that's good (laughs) yeah yeah so I guess yeah for listeners if you're just wondering about Sarah's story she yeah I guess you went from Georgia to Provo and then back to Georgia and back to Provo right Mm -hmm. yeah and then from Provo to Berlin right and and all of this was like (laughs) You would pray about it, and you yeah. thought that God was sending you to these yeah. <laughs> Every time, yeah, definitely. Like, I was just talking about, so I got my nails done um, a week or two ago, and the woman who was doing my nails is a mutual friend, yada, 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 and um, she, I was basically saying, like, yeah, like, because she was asking, how did I end up in Berlin? I was like, well, I prayed about it. 
God <laughs> told me to go to Berlin. <laughs> and she grew up atheist. And she's like, or you just wanted to go to Berlin. I'm like, that too. You're like, that's yeah, that's probably what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. That is one of the benefits of growing up Mormon in Georgia is that general conference, which is like, oh, that's the day you don't have to go to church twice a year. I thought that was so funny. Just like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, that's a cool cool weekend. I don't have to go to church. <laughs> okay. Class, I I can vividly remember that class. It was my humanities class at BYU. I can remember the building, the room, everything. And it was the first time really looking at like, you know, famous artwork that was done or sculptures and especially like European ones, which I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go to Europe one day. And then for the lecturer or the professor to say that Michelangelo was basically Mormon, like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's true. That's true. Yeah, oh my God, it makes sense. It makes sense. Who was inspired by Mormon Jesus, celestial <laughs> Jesus. <inspired>. Um, Obviously. <laughs> obviously. this was just like a fun project or something that we could do together that would be therapeutic for us but also just for us to chat about it and we just really didn't think we'd have listeners did not think we truly didn't think (laughs) holy shit we're grateful for you guys but how did you listen to this how how please (laughs) tell us how (laughs) okay it's more my my best friend from childhood about this okay that makes sense now yeah so this is when I got when I lived in a town called Valdosta in Georgia and I had three roommates who were not Mormon and I wouldn't let them have alcohol in the apartment (laughs) who does that and also who puts up with that shit if I ever had like uh, which I would never, but if I was in the situation where I had someone who was religious and didn't want alcohol in the house, I'd be like, well, don't have it in your room, but I'm paying for the rent here, so I will have alcohol yeah. in my room if I want it. Like, yeah. The fact that they just put up with it, and I wouldn't even let them watch rated R movies if I was out in the living room. Like, who the fuck does that? <laughs> and why were they my friends? Like, why? I would have been like, you need to go. The bitch needs to go. I'm going to kick you out. <laughs> Like, you cannot live here. <laughs> but that's so, so Molly Mormon. Like, oh, we so would use the excuse that, like, the Holy Ghost can't be in the house if there's alcohol here. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so self-righteous. I'd be like, 
oh, you're watching a radar movie. I'm going to go to my room then. Or, oh, you're having a party and drinking's going to be here. I'll go stay with my family for the night then. <laughs> I'll come back when the Holy Ghost has returned. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back. Enjoy your party. Hope you make righteous decisions. Bye. <laughs> Oh my god. such a dickhead and I totally forgot it's it's crazy that we're going down memory lane because I've completely forgotten about him and at that time when I was going through all that I thought that my world was just like completely crumbling because we weren't together and it was just like I can't move on and now I'm like who who yeah what's what was his name again (laughs) yeah like who are you gross um (laughs) ew (laughs) ew gross but yeah, no, I remember because he, he wrote this horrible letter on his mission because I started talking to him when he was on his mission because his family were manipulative and made me, basically. They, like, put all this pressure on me to write him. So I started writing him before I even met him. And I, in my head, was like, oh, whatever, I'm not interested, was meant to go to England for a semester abroad slash a year abroad. Ended up, started writing this guy, thought that he was going to be the one, right? And that Celestial Jesus was telling me that he was the one. Didn't end up going to England, didn't take the scholarship, ended up staying for this guy, dating, thinking that he was good, like super into me and we were going to get married, only to find this letter that he wrote on his mission to his mom in his bedroom when I was fucking taking care of his, like, not taking, but like babysitting his siblings. That said that I, he was like, yeah, I agree with my mom in that, because he wrote this letter to his sister. I agree with mom that Sarah's really nice, but like, she's just experienced in the little pool or little pond before I go off to the big pond, i.e. BYU-Idaho. And I was just like completely devastated and crushed that I was just practice. That was it. Nothing more. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy, Matt. That was his name. Fuck you, Matt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's the bar. Anyway, once he like fucked things up and totally yeah, fucked me up for a long time, I was just like, why am I in this church? Like, do you want to believe like why would he make Mormon trash, like pieces of trash, you know? Like I don't get it. Like something that I want, I don't really know. I love that. You were like, why do I keep dating these Mormon pieces of trash? Mormon yep. pieces of trash. It's, God, this is a memory lane. I feel like I'm going to get done with this episode and go down and just hug Greg really tight and be like, bless you. Like, so yeah. glad. Celestial Jesus, bless Greg. Celestial <laughs> Jesus. No, but for real, like, you dated trash Mormons. Oh. And then you had dated, it was... oh, yeah, yeah, we both did. And then we both dated trash non-Mormons. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, yeah. Oh, God. You have to go through a lot of shit to get to the gems. (laughs) 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 Okay. I decided to come to Europe. But I also used the whole, like, God wants me to come here. That's why I need to move to Europe, to, to Germany, because... All the signs are pointing here, not because on my own I apply my intelligence, but like, blah, 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 like, I don't know, it's because God wanted me to come here, so he provided a way. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you didn't earn your way there or decide on your own. It was God. <laughs> so true, though, because I only went to Germany because I was convinced that God answered my prayers. I prayed about it. He wanted me to come here because of missionary work. And I was going to become fluent in German. (laughs) Heads up, that never happened after 10 years. Um, So clearly God didn't want me to become fluent in German. Um, 
<laughs> but also I was like, oh, he's like providing a way that he got me into university. You know, I got accepted into the program. I found an apartment because of him. I found a job because of him. I had money because of him, blah, blah, blah. No, I just did that shit on my own or I had help and support from other people. Like it, yeah. it wasn't because of God. <laughs> yeah. But when you're Mormon, you, literally everything good comes from God. Mm-hmm. And you and have it, to say okay. thank you and give gratitude. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Here we go. Church started happening. I was like, what? Like, how can I be in this religion when my friends are gay? Oh, yeah. So that clip you were talking about, like, Prop 8 and a lot of things to do with anti-LGBTQ things Mm. in the church. And you started, like, really questioning, like, I have best friends who are gay. How can I support this? Yeah, definitely. That was a huge, uh, I'm trying to say inspiration, incentive for me to start questioning the church was because of that. Like, I just couldn't wrap my head around, like, why there could be a God that was so against every human being having the same rights and the same blessings, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Because it's like, I think I wasn't under the scrutiny of people who knew me, like Mormons who knew me. So I kind of felt like, oh, like, I don't have this, like, pressure to go, really. I mean, my roommates were Mormon. And this is the same roommate who wouldn't even eat uh, coffee-flavored ice cream and didn't want to end the apartment. And I was like, oh, my God, okay. Um, But, yeah, I just didn't want to go. I remember, like, going to the church, and I just found it, like, the whole thing just so gross because everyone just wanted to get married, and it was all about dating. But none of the guys wanted to date me because I wasn't skinny. And so it was just like, oh, God, like, why am I here? Like, I don't get anything out of this. I don't leave church and feel better. I just feel shitty about myself. And, like, I'm not happy going to church, so I'm just not going to go. And then I just kept saying it was because of my lupus, which to be fair, some of the times it was because I had some flare ups, but more often than not, I just didn't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And why would you when it's also you've been kind of questioning a lot of things along the way. Yeah, exactly. So it was a bit like, huh, I don't know. How do I, I don't know about this? this? Yeah. I don't know about all this stuff. <laughs> okay. Maybe I should just go back and just live with this because it's too late now. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I ended up talking to my friend Jay, helped walk through it, and then I reached out to you. You yes, I remember. You're such a queen. Y'all, it made me so happy. <laughs> it really it helped me so much. I'm so cute. Yeah. Aww, that's so cute. Katie helped me. <laughs> well, because like we said at the at the top, we like. I don't know if we said this earlier or in the Patreon episode, but Sarah and I were friends when she was living in Utah, going to BYU, and that's how we became friends. And then we stayed in touch, but, like, not not that much because I left the church sooner, and plus she moved around. So, like, we would just occasionally talk. And then when she was like, I really don't know if this is true, she reached out to me and messaged me, and we started having these long conversations about the mm-hmm. church. And it was it was really exciting for me. I remember like trying. I wanted to like tell you everything, but then I was like, "Ooh, don't scare her!" Like <laughs> you had such amazing self control because she really didn't. She didn't like overwhelm me because I think if she would have come in, like if Katie would have come in really strong with like, "Oh, you have to leave. The church is so corrupt. The church is da da da." da I probably been like, "Okay, let me like back off because I'm not there yet. Like I'm still a bit like defensive and." still questioning it but you were like really supportive and like you were very gentle and took it slow with me which is what I needed (laughs) I'm glad I was gentle 
We were very gentle. And it was like we started on Facebook Messenger and slowly moved on to WhatsApp. And then we we're sending audio messages. And then we just started the podcast, which was amazing. Yeah, our audio, our audio messages were sometimes like half an hour long to each yeah. other. And I would, be, I think, I don't know who said it first, but one of us said like, I think we were bonding over we both loved like true crime podcasts yes. too. So we were like, wait, these we're like basically recording a podcast by sending by sending these WhatsApp messages that are super long. We could record this for other people who are yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. It was because we yeah we were bonding over um my favorite murder mm-hmm. podcast and we were like, oh, we could just turn it. also super naive. We're like, we can just do a podcast. It's super easy. <laughs> We can just do it. It's yeah. I know. We thought it was easy. First off, it's not. It's not. Obviously, our audio was so bad. But whatever. We jumped in. We were brave. We did it. We jumped in in the the deep end, and we've made it work. And it's uh, it's better. We've grown. We've grown. talking about Um, like oh we we wish when we were leaving we had this to listen to which is really like one of the main reasons we do it honestly and now I'm like maybe I'm being like super arrogant (laughs) by thinking this I don't know but correct me if I'm wrong listeners but I remember when we're yeah when we were like starting the podcast and questioning like I was definitely like questioning it still trying to get resources like looking for books looking for any type of anything I could get my hands on that would kind of help me feel validated or help me feel like, okay, I'm not alone in this and there's support and it's not that scary. Like I have the help that I need or I can feel like I'm not the only one. I didn't find really any podcasts or like any type of like, I found, I remember the YouTube videos from Zelf on a shelf. Is that the right one? Um, But other than that, like I didn't really see in like Mormon stories. I think those are the two and now I feel like there's a lot of ex-Mormon podcasts and material out there, which is amazing. It's really incredible. Um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I agree. I remember, there. yeah, there was like a few on, on YouTube and Mormon Stories for sure has been around for a really long time. And there are things like the CES letter or ex-Mormon like subreddit. But I I didn't know of any that were more like, informal how we were talking about yeah it, like exactly friends. um but there definitely are a lot more now which I think is great yep agreed yep yep okay yeah that's where you're just saying like it'll still be a lifelong process Mm-hmm. And I get, which we still say, yeah, it still is a hundred percent. There are still moments where, I mean, I was just having this conversation the other day with Greg, but now my perspective has changed in terms of how I'm dealing with life after Mormonism, but also having a kid and like how I want to raise him. And like, if he's obviously going to start questioning, like maybe not questioning, but he's going to be curious to know about my past, right? Like at some point I'm going to tell him like, yeah, I used to be Mormon. Some of your family in America is still Mormon. Let's talk about that. And I, I feel like it's going to be really hard for me to to have an open mind of saying like, you're going to, once he's an adult, like it's your choice to make, like you can, I mean, I'm assuming that he's going to want, like, you know, maybe he has interest in the church. Let's, let's hope not. But if that were the situation, like how I would handle that. And I don't want to be, I don't want to be a hypocrite by being like, you absolutely cannot do that. And, you know, force my views on him. But I also at the same time, I'm like, I want to protect him because I, the Mormon church is a cult and I don't want him to join. So it's like, I don't know, it's a fine line and like this delicate place to be in where it's like, how do you raise your kid? when you're next Mormon to know that these things are not true, but also allow them to have their 
I hate to use this word free agency, but like to let them make their own decisions, you know? Oh yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, that totally complicates things and then adds to, like you said, the lifelong process of yeah, exactly. how like you deconstruct this. Yeah. It's never going to go away. Like Katie and I know, like Katie, you still have family in the church. I still have family in the church. It's still around us all the time. Like it's something that we're always going to deal with and always going to have some sort of trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and even, even the other day, like Katie, I haven't told you this. I was meaning to, but hashtag mom brain. I forget all the time. Um, when Greg and I were at on a like our our day our anniversary date the day we were eating and then we left the restaurant and I saw Mormon missionaries mm. and it was like this weird like oh god like what if they approached us or like what if they I don't know it was just like I guess I haven't been around the church in so long and I haven't seen Mormon missionaries in years like it's been a long time that it was something that kind of came up where I was like what do I do if they approach me will I you know, tell them that the church is stupid and it's not true and like kind of go off or am I going to be polite? Like, what am I going to do? And actually we met up with some of our friends on Saturday and somehow we're talking about the Book of Mormon musical and how that led to us saying like, oh, we saw Mormon missionaries. And our friend was like, oh, I actually saw them the other day. And he was quite rude. And I was like, oh, tell me more. This is like podcast material. Tell me more. <laughs> like, hi, Chris, by the way. I told him I gave him a shout out. Um, he said that he was listening to music. And this missionary just comes up to him. And it's like really persistent that he take his earbuds out. And it was like asking, like, what are you listening to? And he was like, what? And he just like takes the earbud and puts it in. And was like, oh, cool music. Blah, blah, blah. No. Yeah. And, and Chris is like, that's actually really rude and something that you shouldn't do. Like you should never like that's really abrasive. And like you shouldn't just assume that someone wants to talk to you and to take their air like their earbuds from them and start listening to their music. Like that's where's my privacy? Yeah. Also, you know? yeah, yeah, my privacy. And also that's gross. I don't want your earwax. Exactly. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was just like really inappropriate. And he and, and then the missionary was like, Anyways, let me tell you about the Church of Jesus Christ oh. Saturday Saints. <laughs> Bad approach, bud. <laughs> I know. And I was just like, fuck, it still happens. Like missionaries are still out there. I just haven't seen them in years because of like lockdown and COVID and just yeah. being in my own little bubble. But like it's something that we're always going to be oh. triggered by or have yeah. to deal with, you know? I, I know that feeling. It's almost like the your stomach drops when you see it. You're like, okay, shit, am I going to have to? Because I see them all the time here. In- yeah, of course. Of and course. it's just like, I don't want to be rude. I don't want them to approach me. Like, can I avoid them somehow? But yeah, it's always around us. And we're always going to have those little triggers for sure. Yay. I <laughs> street. Like, everyone that lived on the street, the block, everyone. Mormon, except for one family that lived next door to us. They were Seventh-day um, Adventists. <laughs> oh, God. So now I'm starting to tell my story. <laughs> Yay. My little voice. I'm so scared. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I think it's so cute. <sighs> so I'm explaining how I grew up Mormon and everyone on like my street in my school literally everyone was mormon except for one seventh day adventist family <laughs> which interesting those poor people <laughs> although kind of bizarre religion as well but we haven't covered that we should cover yeah we should because i we did jehovah's witnesses but we haven't done seven day and they're they're quite similar aren't they um I, yeah in certain ways they're both I think like the holidays right like neither of them celebrate holidays kind of wacky. i think um, Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate any holidays, and I know that Seventh-day Adventists celebrate, like, Christmas, I'm pretty sure, but, well, I could be wrong, but I know that my neighbors, um, they were very weird about Halloween, and if you ring their doorbell on Halloween for trick-or-treating, they would give you, like, a pamphlet about Jesus instead uh. of candy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all, that's as much as I know about that, but <laughs> we'll have that's to do amazing. some research, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I hate listening to myself. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. Seminary, but the funny thing is, like, how you had to go early morning. Um, I just had it, like, during class. Like, you could have a class during the day that was seminary. Because there was, like, every student basically was Mormon. So, yeah. 
I think you explained in your segment that you mm-hmm. went early morning. You had to wake up, I think, at like 4.30 or 5, you said. Yeah, 5.30. It was insane. Oh, and yeah, because Sarah lived in Georgia. She went to seminary, which, yeah, if you haven't, we have a whole episode about seminary, but it's indoctrination of teenagers. But there's so many in those Utah towns that they just take a class period out of your day and you just go to seminary during school, which that's wild. How is that separation of church and state, right? Like, yeah, they have these weird loopholes that they that they do where it's like technically it's free time, but you're signed up for seminary and seminary is a separate building that's like five steps away from the high school. That's how they get away with it. It's very weird. But yeah, it's just so every- weird. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of Mormons, I kind of was a little bit rebellious. Like, I just ate. <laughs> oh yeah, totally. I got the stereotype of being a skank. And and I think fourteen and I went to a bishop's interview, which gather round listeners. <laughs> gather round <laughs> Gather round listeners and then you shout listen to us, listen to us. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, so I would explain how I wore tank tops, such a skank, and and skirts that were not down to my knee. And I had a bishop's interview when I was a little baby child. Then Annie told me that um, I was causing men and boys to sin when they looked. Ugh, so fucked. That was like one of my so first, first times when I was like, wait, hold on a minute. I don't, I don't like this. <laughs> That's so horrible. I just, ugh. That's so like just so inappropriate on so many levels, but yeah. Okay. Oh, whoops! Whoops, Daisy. You three almost replayed the same one. Here we go. <laughs> you already have like such an insecure teenager, and then you go and tell this woman, this young woman, that it's her fault that men are having. such body image issues mm-hmm. and then you have your leaders telling you that your body is shameful yeah um because it's... you wore something and a and a man looks at you like um mm-hmm. okay yeah it fucks you up it really does and I think I mean there's a lot of reasons why I had body image issues and still do it's still something like what we talked about on the patreon episode a bit of like one of my not regrets but something that I wish I would continue with therapy and some of that is to deal with body image issues. And a lot of it stems from growing up Mormon, not all of it. There's some other issues and other things that contributed to it, but like growing up Mormon was definitely a big part of it. And I know we have an episode in the early days as well, like talking about this topic in general, um, where I'm sure we go into a lot of detail, but I couldn't stomach listen to most of it, but um, yeah, I just think it's something that's really common in the Mormon church, unfortunately. Um, yeah, and especially yeah. as you said, as teens, like it's the last thing you need to hear as a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You what? You know, like the Mormons that like, they, they dock. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking about soaking yeah you're like I thought you're like when I was the youngster that's how I thought people had sex was just stick it in and lay there <laughs> I no, love that's so sad but it's true I love that soaking came up in our very first episode oh uh, we were so ahead of the trend oh man we were <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we were so innocent. I think we were talking about that because it was like, I didn't fully comprehend what my bishop was saying when he was saying I caused men and boys to sin. Because first of all, I didn't really even know how sex worked until I was much older than that. And 
I also didn't understand like that he was insinuating that boys and men might masturbate. I was just like, huh? Yeah, so, exactly. It's been more fucked up later when you realize what he was saying. <laughs> so gross. <sighs> okay. In Whoa. California, there was the like proposition to, for you know to make an amendment that would eliminate the right to marry, and uh, the LDS Church like publicly supported it. Um, they said that they did remember because I, like, when I was active during that time, I would argue with people, be like, no, 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 the church is technically funny. Oh my god, my voice. I like <laughs> struggle so hard, you guys. Um but yeah. Oh, you were just a wee nervous. A wee bit nervous. Oh, so nervous. Um yeah, I was explaining Prop 8, how the church supported it, but how members were like, No, the church didn't give money. That's what you were saying, because the church technically didn't give money itself, but it told its members to donate time and money. Yeah. Yep. Which is an anti anti gay. Yeah, amendment. So <laughs> that's that's where I fully started questioning the church and where I was like, I don't know if I can if I can do this, if I can be in this church anymore. And I think I, I vaguely remember you maybe posting something on Facebook about it when I was Mormon and being like, oh, She's so anti Mormon. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she's anti Mormon now. Anti Mormon. <laughs> now it's both of us. Yay! Yay! Um, and I think at that point, that's when I started questioning more. Like, I remember having questions about the temple, and I would ask, like, why I couldn't go in, what happened there. <laughs> no one would talk to me about it. Yeah, and I think that's when we were like, oh, we could have an episode about the temple. <laughs> As if that's like one episode in of itself. I think we've had like two or three since then, if not more. Oh my more. god, it's mentioned in like multi. It's mentioned in dozens, probably. Yeah. How the temple was just so weird, I, and I think, I hope I got some clips. I don't know if I did, but you, how you explained that like the temple gave you severe anxiety. Yeah. And you hated the temple, and I was questioning the church because I didn't know it was in the temple, and I wasn't allowed to go in because I didn't have a temple recommend, and I was like. What is up with that? Like, <laughs> that's such a good point. Yeah, I never even thought about that because I always was like, I've got to have a Brady temple recommends that I can go to the temple. And yeah, then I went through the temple and was like, that is some weird ass shit. You're like, fuck this. I'm Bye. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yep. um, and I've had a bunch of other questions like, why would God ever command? Like me, like even though that was in our past, why would that ever be a thing? Like, why couldn't black people hold a priesthood before 1978? Um, why don't people discuss like true history of Mormonism? It's super whitewashed. Yeah, still agree with well, all look that. Look at you. I know when you that was like the first time you you were telling me about that, and because I was just so ignorant and naive, I, that was all like, what? Tell me more. Like you told me. In the beginning, like, you know, the, what's the, oh, God, I can't even think of, Massacre? Oh, the Mountain Meadows Massacre. That's one of yeah. our first episodes, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, all these things, like, Katie definitely educated me, as she always does, on all the stuff that I was just, like, I had no idea. Well, no. I had no idea until I, like, started digging around, and then I was, like, wait, I don't like this. This isn't feel good. <laughs> this doesn't make my tummy feel good. Yeah, <laughs> not good. <laughs> um, decided that I really wanted to believe things that were true versus things that made me feel comfortable. Ooh. And it, it sucked. Like it was a it was a hard thing to go through, but it was so worth it because I was like, I felt like when I was questioning stuff, I. I felt like I was kind of leading a double life. I forgot I said that. And I was wow, like, that's a really good one. That's, I mean, you can tell how nervous I am when I'm saying that. And I, yeah, I stammer a lot. But it's like, 
that was true. And I think I was just so scared to actually verbalize that and say it and be like, oh, "Oh, man, my family might hear this, but okay, at least I'm being honest now, you know? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You're saying, you know, you wanted, you knew it wasn't true, even if it made you uncomfortable. And that's, I think that's all of us ex-Mormons can relate to that on various levels. Yeah, I think all of us, we get to that point finally where it's like the shelf breaks, as they say. And you're like, okay, I, this is extremely uncomfortable, but I'm, I have to go with what is true and what is right, not what just everyone else is doing. Yep, exactly. Prophet was. <laughs> Neither of us knew. We had to Google it. We were like, "Oh, that's not even in. That's not even in the top three. We were such dummies." <laughs> we just, I was like, "Hell, right? Hell." And I was like, "Is it? I don't know. That doesn't sound right." And then I ended up googling it. But it's like, how did we start without knowing who the current prophet was? I was like, oh shit, that's embarrassing. That should have been edited out. <laughs> Our preparation, you know, it was on point. We were like, oh, yeah, maybe we should do some, you know, research on, like, current Mormon leaders. That would have been helpful. Because yeah. both of us left during Monson, and that was kind of yeah, exactly. paying attention for a while. And I was just like, oh, like, yeah, the church is dumb, but I'm just not going to think about it much. So I didn't really follow current Mormon things unless it was something that someone had shared on, like, social media. but. Yeah, we didn't yeah. know profit. That's a, we didn't know it was Mr. Burns. <laughs> Mr. Burns, we thought it was Hill. Who he's not around anymore, right? Like I don't even I don't know. I don't think again, don't ask me things that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he's definitely not even close to being the prophet, even if he is still around, so No, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> For us, like, we just kinda wanted to introduce ourselves obviously and tell our story and like why we wanted to do this podcast and why we feel it's so important and you know what caused us to leave the church but then I mean after that and assuming that you love us because you better fucking love us and listen to our next episode which well like the idea is that we want to just kind of chat about like pick a topic and you know tell our stories and whatever, and Cody is much better at, like, actual historical facts. I'm just like, whatever, you don't Literally from episode one, it's so true. <laughs> so funny. I just, I love it so much how we were like, so here's the idea, and we'll pick a topic. Like, we were just so, um, just honest and raw about what we were doing. We, we had no idea. We're just like, well, guys, so you better fucking love us. You better fucking love us. And this is just, you know, me, like, my elegance with words, you know, just introducing and, like, you know, talking about all this shit. <laughs> okay, there's one more clip. I don't know what it okay. is, but let's see. You were saying, they're like, we would have loved to have had a community like this, but we were going through it and felt so alone and we felt like we were, you know, going to hell or something. And even just being out of it, it's really therapeutic to talk through it and know that you're not alone and know that this is normal and it's healthy to talk about it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the end. So I guess that's really sweet to end on. (laughs) We still, I think, you know, feel that way. That's why we did this. We wanted to help people. And I think we have helped some people. And all of these people have helped us. And Sarah, you've helped me. Oh, I could not agree more. Like, it's so it's amazing to hear that episode. It's cringy as it is. And as much as I wanted to hide under a rock, it's quite (laughs) amazing to listen to it and to see our growth, but to also see where 
the reasons why we started the podcast are still the same today and that that hasn't changed, but we've seen how it's helped people and how this community has helped us in return and how it's just this amazing balance and how Kitty and I are able to like, we just get each other on a level that no one else I think in our lives do. And that's something that's incredibly special and something that I think the podcast definitely helped make that happen but we had that in place it was just the podcast like pushed it to a whole other level that I think is incredible because there's just so like so many things that no one else get that I can message Katie and like you get and I think that's the same for a lot of our listeners um that you guys have found within the community or within our podcast that you're just like oh they get it because they've gone through it yeah we've gone through it and you're not alone we're not alone in this leaving this weird cult and also a big thank you to people who have just never been Mormon but listen anyway and are so kind to us we yes appreciate all of you oh god just so much and we've come a long way five years 200 episodes holy moly (laughs) that is wild thanks for being on this journey with us thanks for listening to 200 episodes plus all the bonus ones plus all the mini episodes plus if you're a patron like all the episodes there like that's incredible um and we definitely wouldn't be doing the podcast without you guys and without your support and your stories as well because as Katie mentioned Mm -hmm. it's not just us wanting to create a community or to help other people but we we get a lot from this as well like you guys help us in a lot of ways so happy 200th episode and and thanks everyone Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) All right. Bye-bye. Bye.